A reading from John 11, 26-32. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. It's very easy to say that. It's much different to live it. So it reminded me of the time in uh, the other Gospels where Jesus is at Caesarea Philippi, and he has his disciples around him, Peter and all the rest, and they're resting. And this Jesus and question, it raises the question, who do people say that I am? And some of them come up with Elijah and uh, John the Baptist and others. But then he says, but who do you say that I am? And the only one that actually answers is, Peter, you're the son of the living God. Uh, Peter, in in some way, just gets it. But the reason I bring this up um, in this instance is that uh, what uh, is said to him, is uh, she said, I believe that you are the Messiah, the son of the, the son of God, who is to come into the world. And while she doesn't get all of it, by saying that, she is saying something that is said earlier in John's gospel. The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. In our own time, that is the hardest work of all. And it's the hardest work for you, Nathan, because you have you, you, you preach on Jesus Christ and you preach to the congregation. And, you know, it's not at Stanwich or any particular church, but there are a lot of people in the congregation who I don't, you know, who are understanding how crucial it is, is truly to believe with your whole heart, soul, strength, and mind that Jesus is the son of God. He is who he says he is the I am's and everything else. It just adds up that this is God's work and it's going to change the world. and It's going to change you. And I, I just think that um, it's so important to uh, sort of just recognize the incredible emphasis that John puts on truly believing in Jesus Christ as the son of God. Yeah, and I, what I'm noticing in this story, the fact that we're taking you know a few days on it, it's striking me um, how John really does slow down on this story. He really brings us in. You asked in the book a couple of days ago when 
Jesus was telling his disciples that they need to go deal with this. You asked in your book, why are the disciples so dense? Right. Well, they didn't really they didn't know what was coming. Um, right. And then here's Mary saying, Jesus or Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So we're really, I think what John is doing here in slowing the story way down is he's letting us feel the surprise, the shock of resurrection. Nobody expected it. Disciples didn't know that's what they were going to go encounter. Uh, Mary obviously doesn't hear because the resurrection is a shock. It's so different. It's like, think about it. If you know, when someone's dead, they're dead. Mm-hmm. And yet here's Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. And as we talked about before, it's going to point to his own resurrection. This is different than anything else in human history. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of striking me right now. It's like, wait a minute. We, we, we tend sometimes to just think about, oh, yeah, death and resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Happy ending. Mm-hmm. Kind of put it in a bow and hand it to somebody like a gift. But oh, wait a second. You just said death and resurrection of mm-hmm. somebody? That's world changing. That's shocking. That's what the whole Bible's leading up to. And it's the restoration of everything that was lost in the fall in the garden. It's the, you know, the remedy for all of our sins. It's the restoration of Jesus as king of the world, of the universe, and of our lives as he ascends back to the throne after resurrection, after his victory, even over death. I mean, it it just is, it's the story. Mm-hmm. This resurrection. And um, I'm just kind of mind boggled in a, in the best possible way mm-hmm. by it today. And I think the scandal and the surprise of the resurrection, it's actually really practical. There's a practical takeaway in our faith and that's don't limit God. I think oftentimes our faith, we, we forget about the power and majesty of God. And mm-hmm. even in our prayers and in our approach mm-hmm. to him, we limit him, right. but he can do all things. Right. So pray big prayers. Mm-hmm. Believe wildly uh, because he can do it all, even resurrect the dead.